This morning we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The title of the message this morning is One Body. One Body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we're going to be. If you would stand to your feet for the reading of God's word. One Body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Word of the Lord says this, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. God, thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. God, thank you that you're so good to us. I thank you, Father, that you are speaking to your people. I thank you, God, that you are preparing hearts to hear your word today. And Lord, I pray, Father, that those who would have an ear, let them hear the declaration of your word. Lord, it would not be my word spoken, but yours spoken through me. And that you would be glorified and honored in all of it. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're going to be talking, this is kind of the main passage, that 12 through 14, but we're actually going to probably be covering verses 12 through 27 uh, this morning. So there's a pretty big passage, and, and uh, I wanted to, uh, for us to kind of get the gist of this and, and for us to talk about what it means to be part of the body of Christ. Now, in this passage, Paul, he's writing to the church in Corinth, and, and this church, it, it's got a large list of problems. Like, it, it really is a church that isn't necessarily the greatest of churches. If Paul was like, uh, if Paul was ever like, be like this church and don't be like this church, the don't be like this church would probably be like the church in Corinth. There's just a long list of problems. There's a long list of, there's just a bunch of disunity. There are things within the church that are, that are going through the church, and, and one of which is an, an incredible disunity. There's, there are individuals that are going against each other, that are bringing, uh, that are bringing other believers in the church. They're, they're going to court and suing them over, over some little things. You know, they're, they're being kind of, it's one of those things where there's business owners that are loaning out, uh, loaning out some loans to people and giving loans to, to believers. And then if they don't pay it back as fast as they can or with interest, then they take them to court and they sue them. There's, there's a lot of disunity that's going on here. There's really no love for one another in this. And, and it also, there's also this incredible disunity, especially when it comes to using the gifts that God has given us. And mainly, this is including the gifts of the Spirit, but also the gifts that God has blessed us with, the talents that we have, the passions that we have. The Corinthians, again, they're splintered. They splintered themselves off into factions, not just, uh, not just disunity as far as suing one another, but they also created some theological factions throughout the church. In 1 Corinthians 1, 11 through 13, it says, My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household, have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas, who is Peter. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? 
And so this passage, that, that passage, it shows us this incredible disunity of, of these individuals that essentially are fighting for, well, I follow Paul and his teachings, I follow Peter and his teachings, I follow, and then I follow Apollos and his teachings. And all of these teachings, you know, you look at that, they're all teaching the same thing. Just, I, I follow this. Well, if, if you're following those teachings, you're following Christ, just so you know. It's not about one man. It's not about these, one, these, these couple of people. It's about Jesus. And that's the thing that brings unity. And so this passage that we're talking about this morning, it's, it's really addressing this disunity within the church, but it's also addressing our place within the church. It's not just talking about the disunity of the church and how we should be unified. It's also talking about what our place is in the body of Christ. And so he says this, right, in verse 13, For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. This is referring to what happens when we begin a relationship with God. That we're all, we all have one baptism, one spirit, one body. We're not Jews or Gentiles. We're not slaves or free. We are the family of God. This is what Paul is talking about. He's, he's saying all, all worldly distinctions, they're put off to the side. That's not to sit here and say that your differences are no longer relevant. Okay, hear me on this. It's not to sit there and say, we all have to think alike, we all have to look alike, we all have to dress alike, like I expect everybody to be wearing camo next week, like that's, just, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, some of y'all missed the memo, just saying, but whatever. That's not what I'm, I'm talking about. Instead, what, what, what Paul is saying here is that they're not things that are, are worldly distinctions, are not things that divide us, but because of Jesus we're family and by the Holy Spirit we're united and that beautiful diversity brings up a beautiful unity. And the body of Christ is, is made up, and that's what it says in verse 14, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many parts. Each part is different and that's okay. Each part is different, and that's a good thing. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. The understanding is that, that Jesus died so that we can be the family of God, the body of Christ. And when we start our relationship with him, whether you want to be or not, you're part of the family. When you have a relationship with Jesus, and you start your relationship with Jesus, and you follow Jesus, you're part of the family. What that means is, is that not just here at Emmanuel, but if anybody is a follower of Christ, they're a brother and sister. That means that, that those who are at Bethel, down the road, in Parma, they're brothers and sisters. That means that those who are at Bethel Cleveland, on Bagley, who aren't necessarily assemblies of God, are brothers and sisters. We have to understand this, that it's not about a denomination, it's about us believing in Christ. And so when we believe in Christ, when we follow Jesus, we may have our differences, have our certain theological beliefs where we differ on, but those would all be considered open-handed, not close-handed. And so we become the body of Christ 
Jesus makes us family. That's the close-handed issue. You don't believe in Christ, you don't believe in Jesus, you don't believe that he's the only way to heaven, then you can't be part of the family. But if you do believe that, you're part of the family. So we have this understanding that there is this wonderful gathering of believers from all different walks of life, from every single different background, whether it's socioeconomic, whether it's, uh, whether it's racial, whatever that looks like. There's every single one of us. We may have differences and distinctions among us, but Jesus makes us family. The cross supersedes all of that. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I think, I think sometimes we like to, to have a dividing line, a distinctive line, and, and, and we, we like to do that because sometimes it's, it's a lot easier for us to love people that think like us. It's a lot easier for us to serve people that, that think like us or that, that look like us or whatever that looks like. And the fact of the matter is, is Jesus is Jesus. Jesus makes us family no matter what. And so in light of that, now we can kind of start talking about what it is the body of Christ is. And so the question is, what is the body of Christ? So we're talking about the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? And the body of Christ is a diverse group of believers who through the work of Christ are unified in participating in the building of God's kingdom, which brings God glory. That's kind of the best, like, shortened version that I can get as far as defining the body of Christ. That we have our differences, but we're all unified. And that we participate together in building God's kingdom. And God's kingdom, as we build it, we're not building it for our glory, but we're building it for His. And so this is the body of Christ. In other words, every single one of you. All of you. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. All of you. This is the body of Christ. If you're a believer, you're part of the body of Christ. And so what does that mean? Well, what does it mean to be part of the body of Christ? You know, you, you can sit there and ask the question, you know, Pastor Gideon, I'm, I'm not really sure, like, yeah, I get it, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm part of the body of Christ, but... I, What's, let's define what that means to be part of the body. Because sometimes we can act and, and, and live a certain way and, and live our lives a certain way that really is not necessarily the way that God designed us to be part of the body of Christ. And so we have to define what it means to be part of the body. We can't just go around and select different definitions for ourselves because this one feels right today, but Wednesday it's going to feel different. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about this and understand that this is the definition, defining what it means to be part of the body. The first thing that defines or, or shows what it means to be part of the body is you're part of the body. You're part of the body. See, a body part is only, a body is only a body if it has parts attached. In seventh grade, I think it was seventh grade, maybe, maybe eighth grade, in my science class, we're talking about, you know, anatomy. We're doing some, some light anatomy, right? And we start off with this understanding that at the very molecular level is, right, the atom, right? And then, and then we kind of we, we, we zoom out a little bit and then we see, 
a, a nucleus, and we zoom out a little bit more, and we see a, a, a cell, right, in its entirety. And then what does a group of cells make? A tissue. And then what does a group of tissues make? The group of tissues makes an organ. And what do groups of organs make? A system. And what do groups of systems make? A body. You cannot have, like, if, if, an, if a finger were to be detached, if I just cut off my finger and threw it over there, it'd be a finger, but this would still be my body. I don't have two bodies at that point, right? In order, what, what it means to be part of the body of Christ means that you're actually a part of the body. Well, it means that you, you can't be detached you can't, have this, you, you, you can't have this understanding in your life that you're like, you know what, I'm just going to come here on Sundays, and that's about it. I'm not going to be involved. I'm not going to talk to anybody. As, as soon as Pastor Galen, he says amen, I'm out the door. I come in late. I sit in the back, and that's about it. I don't really, this is not, not to be on anybody in the back row. I love you, okay? <laughs> we sit there, and, and, you know, sometimes we say, yeah, I'm part of the church, but really, what we are are a severed limb. We are. We're, we're created to be, I don't know, an arm. But we're not ever attached. It's hard to be part of the body when we're only here every other month once. It's hard to be part of the body when we don't participate in anything that God wants us to, in, in any fellowship opportunities. It's hard to be, for us to be part of the body when we just kind of sit there like this in the back or on the side. And that's it. We listen to the sermon, we grunt, and we leave. What does it mean to be part of the body of Christ? You have to be part of it in order to be part of it. Second thing, what does it mean to be part of the body of Christ? You have a place and a purpose. When we talked about that, that understanding of the body of Christ being this wonderful unity, there's, there's a unified diversity that happens within the body of Christ. We all have different talents and passions because God made us that way. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 through 20 says, But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And so for you, you have a place in the body of Christ. For you, not just a place, but you have a purpose in the body of Christ. Maybe some of you here, you know exactly what that purpose is. Praise God. Maybe some of you here, you at one point you knew what that purpose was, but now you're not really sure because life has changed a little bit and you're not really sure what that purpose is. Or maybe some of you would say, I've, I've never really known my purpose or my place in the body of Christ. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't really know what's going on. And just know, you do have a place. You do have a purpose. There is a reason why you're part of the body of Christ. Whether you're sitting there and you're, you're saying, you know what, I, I, just, I just can't find it. I just don't know. We want to help you. We want to walk with you through that. The understanding is, though, you have a place, you have a purpose. Third thing, what does it mean to be part of the body of Christ? You're part of the body, you have a place and a purpose, you are important. 
You are important. I think sometimes we like to sit there and say, well, you know, the pastor, that's the most important part of the body of Christ because he's up there preaching on Sundays and, and he's in the offices and he's working and all of those things. And, and I just, I want to say this, that we're all doing our part as our place and our purpose in the body of Christ. My place and my purpose is here as the pastor of this church. I'll be faithful to the Lord for that. But it doesn't mean that my, my place and my purpose is more important than Stephen back there on, on lyrics and running the notes. It doesn't mean my place is more important than, than Josue taking up the offering. It doesn't mean my place is more important than anybody else here. 1 Corinthians 12, 24 through 26 says, But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body. See, what happens sometimes is we sit there and we say, Well, because I'm not a really good preacher, I'm not going to belong. Because I'm not a really good preacher, I'm lesser than. Because I, I can't teach, I'm lesser than. Because I'm not one of those Holy Spirit, and like flaming, uh, one of those incredible enlightened prayers. I'm, I'm just not important. No. You're important. Even the quiet ones. Important. Just because you're loud doesn't mean that you're a leader. <laughs> just so you're aware Just because you're outgoing and, and extroverted doesn't mean that you're better than an introvert. No, we all have a place, we all have a purpose, and it's all important. He says, but that its part should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. The understanding is, you know, when you have... Uh, and I want to, again, just talk in some medical terms here. So stay with me, if you will. If you have a, a, a stroke, right, the, the acronym FAST, right? Don't, aren't there other body parts in your, in your body that show what's going on in that body part? Face, arms, speech, right? Isn't that what happens? When you have a heart attack, isn't there pain in your arm, right? You get heavy breathing a little bit when you have a heart attack. But it's from your heart, but your lungs are the ones that are affected. Weird, huh? It's because when one thing happens, like when, when you're, if you stub your toe, like your whole body hurts at that point, right? Like you got to ice everything. Because there's, there's that understanding, like, the body is affected, right? Just one little toe, but you can't walk straight anymore. The whole body gets affected when one person isn't being part of the body. The whole body is affected when one part of the body is suffering. The whole body is affected when one of the par part of the body is celebrating. Because we celebrate with you. Yeah, that's so great. 
See, what happens is later on in, in this passage, the next chapter over, like three, three verses later, he talks about love. That's a love chapter. It's about loving one another, being together, being unified. And so it's, it's really, really important that we understand this. That, that's what it means to be part of the body. To be part of the body, you understand that you have to be part of it. You understand that you have a place, you have a purpose, and you understand that your place and your purpose is important. It's not just because we need somebody. It's because that place is important. And so the question that I have for us this morning is this. Are you part of the body? Are you part of the body? Maybe I'll rephrase that. Are you using what God has gifted you with to be part of the body? So again, we can say, I'm part of the body, Pastor Galen. Okay, what do you do? You know, that, that passage writes, if everyone said that, that if I was an eye, everyone says that they were an eye, where would the sense of smell be? If everyone said that they were a nose, where would their sense of hearing be? No, every single person, you have a place, you have a purpose, and, and that place and purpose is important. See, you've not been created to come to church and just sit uninvolved. Honestly, really, truly, hear my heart on this. It, it's not about you coming to church, sitting down and, doing, and hearing the sermon and then leaving. That's not the way that, that being a believer and being part of the body is. You know, we call that in medical terms. I say we like I'm a doctor. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> you know what they call that in medical terms? A disability. If you're an arm that refuses to be an arm, then the body doesn't have an arm. If you're an ear and refuse to be an ear, then the body's deaf. If you're a tongue and refuse to be a tongue, then the body is mute. It's a disability. And also, there's no such thing, God has not created you to simply sit there and do nothing and, and kind of like be a part of the body, but not really be part of the body if you're a believer. You know, in, in medical terms, what that is, is a benign tumor. That you're just kind of like there and serve no purpose and, and you're not really part of the body. You're not really supposed to be there. No. It's not the way that God has created the body of Christ. So you have been created to fit in like only you can fit in. Hear me. Those of you, I think, I think sometimes senior saints, look at me for a minute, okay? There are times where you could sit there and you can say, you can believe, believe the lie of the enemy that because of your age, your health, your, the, the condition of your body, whatever that looks like, that you have no place or purpose in the body of Christ, that's wrong. That is a lie and is not true. Hear my heart, please. Just because a couple things crack a little bit more than they should doesn't mean that you're disqualified from what God wants to do in and through you, doesn't disqualify you from being part of the body, having a purpose, doesn't disqualify or make you unimportant. In the same way, students, you may sit there and say, because I'm young, because I don't know 
half of the time what I'm talking about because I'm not able to vote because I don't have my driver's license yet because I don't pay taxes, whatever that may be. You can sit there and say, I don't have any part in the body because I'm young. And that's not true. Look, it doesn't matter how many Coca-Colas you can drink in one sitting, all right? How many pieces of pizza you can down, all right? You have a place and a purpose and an important purpose here in the body. And the beauty of the body of Christ is that we aren't all created to do the same thing. We aren't all created to be preachers. We aren't all created to be worship leaders. Some of us, thank God for that. We're not all created to be the, the technical side and understanding things and, and to be on production. We're not all created to be the, the fun, you know, kind of bouncy, hyper kind of person that is really good for kids and for youth. We're, we're not created to do those things. And, and, and thank God for that because we have other people that are. We're not all created to do the same thing. But we are created to do what God has called us to do and created us to be. And so, this is what's going to happen today. You know, the reality is, is refusing to be part of the body does a disservice both to you and to the body of Christ. When you think that you're just doing this and, and you're, you're robbing the, uh, the church, you, you are robbing the church of your giftings, but you're also robbing yourself of the blessing that it is to be part of the body of Christ. You don't truly understand. You, you, don't, you don't get what it means. and you, you, don't, you don't really understand it until you experience it. Like that's kind of the thing. When you're actually in the body and doing what it is that God has created you to do, you experience that understanding. You're, you're in, when you're involved, you see what God does, and then you understand what it means to be part of the body of Christ. And so maybe some of you, again, you're looking on the outside. You're, you're on the outside looking in saying, man, like there's some people in here. They're just happy all the time, and they show up, and they're just like, I, I see like, you know, I, I see Joanne and Sylvia. They're on the doors, and they're doing other things, and they're just, they're just everywhere. Like they, they just serve everywhere. That's, that's crazy. I see, you know, there, there was a time when I came in through the week, and, and Vicky was just in the offices. I don't know what was going on, but, but she's just here. She's just serving. She, she's doing all these things. Or maybe you're sitting there and be like, man, I see Stephanie, she's like on the doors and then she's on the iPad and then she's in the nursery and she's doing all these different things. And, and man, I see Pedro, he's, he's back there on sound one week, then he's on lyrics, then he's running the stream and then he's, and you know, on Wednesday nights, then he's, then he's at the youth and he's leading the youth and that's crazy. And, and you know, part of that is that our understanding is how great it is to be part of the body of Christ. That's why we serve. So please, don't refuse to be part of the body. Because you're not just doing a disservice to Emmanuel, but also doing a disservice to you. Some of you, you may have been feeling, man, I, I just feel like I don't know where I fit in. I don't know what that looks like. I don't, I, don't, I don't know my place. I don't know my purpose. I don't feel like I'm important at all. I feel like if I left, yet, if I left today, if today was my only Sunday go, and, and was my last Sunday here, and I were to leave and go somewhere else, would people actually notice? 
And the answer to that question is, yes, we notice. Why? Because you're important. Yes, we notice. Yes, we see a why. Because you have a place here that God has created you to belong in and only, that only you can fill. And so this is our application for today. We're not going to have, you know, a, a, we're not going to go back into a worship song and have an altar moment or, and, and different things. We are going to have some music playing. But this is what we're going to do today. We're going to actually put into practice being part of the body of Christ. And so those of you who walked in, you probably saw on the sides, there's these, you know, brightly colored pages, papers over there and different tables and we want to give you the opportunity to be part of the body of Christ. And so we have plenty of places. That I, I believe I counted 13. There's 13 different places right now that you can serve in. And just, for instance, just on Sunday mornings, worship team, youth, the, the youth team on Wednesday nights, serving in iKids, serving in our nursery, serving on production team, serving in first impressions, serving on the security team, serving on the usher team. You know, some of these ministries we don't even have right now, but we want to have them. We want to. Why? Because we want you to be able to use your giftings. You know, if you, if you can hold a baby, be on the nursery team. If you love kids, be on the nursery team. Don't like, I can hold a baby, but I hate children. Don't do that, okay? <laughs> Man, if you can sing, if you can play an interest, instrument, maybe your place is here on the worship team. If you're like, man, I, I really like kind of the technical, like, I, I really like computers or whatever that looks like, man. Maybe that's some production stuff. If you're sitting there and say, I, I can open a door and, and say hi to people and smile and shake their hand. First impressions. Or you know what, I, I, can, I can help out and, and take the offering and, and, and you know, I, I can help out with, with serving. I can, I can uh, stand at the eye desk and take attendance. I can do those things. Usher team. I can help find place, people chairs if they need them. Usher team. When you sit there and think, I can sit there and I, I can stand in a place and look stern. Security. I have a heart to protect people. Security. Or maybe you'd sit there and say, you know, Pastor Gail, these are, these are things that you do on like a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, but... Actually, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm created to serve on a Sunday morning or created to serve on a Sunday night. Great! We have things for you to serve throughout the week, too! Isn't this great? Or maybe you'd sit there and be like, you know, Pastor Galen, I, I'm, I'm watching online and I just, can't, I just can't get there. I just can't be there on Sunday mornings or Wednesday night. Great! We have things that you could serve and you could just be at home serving, too. Isn't that great? We're creating things like the care team. You know, our care team is, uh, is one that we're, we want to be able to create. We want to be able to have in order for us to be able to care for one another in the body of Christ. And so part of that is, you know, meal trains. We want to we get people that have maybe um, a sickness in, in their, maybe their family members in the hospital. Maybe they, uh, they just had a baby, you know, whatever that looks like. You know, maybe we're able to, we're able to bring over some meals to kind of help them. 
Maybe it's there's, there's a death in the family. We can bring over some meals to help them. Part of care team as well is just us, you know, maybe there's somebody that hasn't been at church in a while and we realize that. And so part of the care team is, hey, call, can you call them and just encourage them and talk to them? Part of the care team is also sitting there and saying, you know, we have somebody in the hospital. We need somebody to go and visit with them. And here's the thing. My, my heart is not for me to like just punt on pastoral duties and be like, you guys are the pastors. Like, that's not what I mean by this. What I mean is that the body is ministering to the body. So I'll go, on a, I'll go and do a hospital visit. I'm perfectly fine with doing that. But sometimes it means a lot more if the pastor goes and then somebody else goes after the pastor and shows that it's not just the pastor that cares about them, but it's the body of Christ that cares about them. Part of care team as well is, is prayer. We want to start a prayer chain here at the church or restart it. We want to have a prayer chain where, where you know what, you can email us in a, a prayer request and, and we can take that prayer request and we will assign, somebody that's on the prayer team will call you and pray with you that week. Can you pray for, can you call somebody and pray for them? Is that something you can do? Care team. Can you cook a meal? Maybe you sit there and say, I can cook a meal, but I'm not that good of a cook. Right, you know what? We'll take all of the, like, I don't know what I would cook for people. We'll take all of that stress away. We'll have a packet of recipes that you can take home and you can follow those recipes and, all, and they're freezer meals. And you just, and not only that, but maybe you're like, well, what do I store it in? I'm glad you asked. You know what we have? We've got some, we've got some foil pans and some soup, uh, some, some, some soup containers that we've bought that are in the kitchen. And, we, and you can take some of those home whenever you cook a meal for somebody. That way you don't have to, you don't have to get out your fine china and, and, and worry about losing it. You don't have to worry about buying separate Tupperware because we've got it for you care team. Maybe it's sitting there and saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm really good with my hands. I can build things. You know, we, we want to start a maintenance team here at the church where it's literally just you taking two hours out of your month, not out of your week, two hours out of your month, one day a month, you come in for two hours and maybe it's just some light maintenance work of the church facility. Maybe it's walking around and checking light bulbs and seeing if light bulbs need to be changed. Maybe it's, maybe it's some light, uh, maybe it's some, just some light organizing of, of our tools and different things like that. Maybe it's just painting a wall, whatever that may be. We'll have a maintenance team for that. Let me sit there and say, you know what, well, well, maybe you're really good administratively. Maybe that's what God's created you for. Hey, we want to have an admin team too throughout the week. Two hours a month, one day a month. You come in for a couple hours and just do some admin work for us for the offices. Whether that's, you know, updating a calendar or, uh, or doing some research for us that, uh, that we want to do a certain project. And so maybe you can get some quotes for us or whatever that looks like. Just you're able to do a couple things. If you can come in, sit at a desk and make some phone calls, praise God. Maybe you sit there and say, you know, I, I really have a passion for social media. Great, I don't. We have a social media team. We want you to be a part of that. You know, if, if you can post, if you can make a, you know, if you, if you can make a graphic that, and it's really easy, we'll give you the tools to be able to make those. You can make a graphic and you can just click a button to upload and then click a button to publish. Great. Social media team. 
Maybe you sit there and say, you know, uh, what about stuff in the community? I want to do something in the community. Well, right now, we're, um, we're actually going to start back up. You guys remember Parma Academy? We're going to start that back up in March. And that's us providing meals for, um, for there's, a, there's a school down the road called Parma Academy, and we're providing meals for the weekend, over the weekend, just a, a couple kind of microwavable and snack meals for them because some of the kids that are going home, they don't have anything. We, we're not really sure if they're able to even eat over the weekend because they get two meals a day during the week at school. And so maybe you sit there and say, like, can you stuff a bag? And then take 25 bags to the to Parma Academy and just drop them off? That's all you have to do. Maybe an hour and a half at most. Can you do that? Join the team. I'm sure you've picked up on this understanding that we are creating and we want to have every opportunity where there's no excuse for you not to be part of the body of Christ. See, the fact of the matter is, is that we are not, this is not about us being desperate for volunteers. The ministries I just talked about us creating, we don't need those ministries. We want to have them. Why? Because it's the body caring for the body. We don't even need, like, we don't even need kids. Sorry, Pastor Amy, but we don't need kids. We don't need youth. We don't need to do these things if we, if we, if we didn't have the volunteers or anything. Like, we don't have to do them, but we want to. Why? Because... It's so important for the body to minister to the body. It's so important for us to create a foundation for your children and kids' church. To be able to understand who God is and to get it in, in little ways. You know, half the time you guys will probably, if we didn't have kids' church, all your kids would be in here. And then when you're driving home, you had to like explain it in their language and their understanding for them to understand what I preached about today. How great is it that we have someone who's called to be a children's pastor who can do those things? And all you have to do is say, what did you learn at Kids Church today? And then you can have a conversation. This isn't about us being desperate for volunteers. No, this is about us being desperate for you to be part of the body of Christ. This is about us being desperate for you to be part of the body, for you to be part of what God wants for you, what God has created you to be. This is not about, and, and hear me, those of you who have been here for a while and you're not serving anywhere, it's time. It's time to serve. It's time to do something. If you call Emmanuel Assembly of God your home, it's time to be part of the body of Christ. So the question is, will you experience what it means to be part of the body of Christ? And so what we're going to do, and Maureen, you can start playing a little bit. What we're going to do is we're just going to pray just for a few moments. And then on these walls is every single ministry that I just mentioned. And we want you to be able to say, I'll do it. We want you to be able to say, you know, it's, it's one thing to sit there and say, yes, I'll be part of the body of Christ. And then go home and do nothing. It's easy for, for us to sit there and have this, you know, ha have an altar moment, but we leave everything at the altar and then we leave and we go home, we drive home, you know, we, or we go to lunch somewhere and we forget all about what God's doing and what God has created us for here. 
It's easy for us to do that. And then, you know, three, four weeks down the line, you could ask the question like, hey, like, what, what's your place in the body of Christ? Well, you know, I just never really got around to it. I just never really got around to talking to the right people, to the leaders of the, of the ministries, any of those things. Hey, you know what we're going to do? We have every single ministry leader here in, in this room. And so what's going to happen is we're going to pray, and then we're going to go, as, as we're praying, those ministry leaders are going to go to their prospective ministries that, that they oversee. And you can go and sign up today. You can actually say, yeah, I'll be part of the body. This is how I want to be part of the body. You can actually do that today. And hear me again, if if you're sitting there and saying, well, I'm not really sure if I can do these things. We want to make sure that there is no obstacle, that there's nothing barring you from serving and being part of the body of Christ. That's why we're doing things throughout the week and that's not just on Wednesdays and Sundays. That's why we have things that aren't just at night, but also during the day. That's why we have all these different things that aren't just for people that are outgoing and and extroverted, but also people that are introverted and kind uh, kind of just inwardly focused in some ways. We have things for people that are really good cooks and things that for people that aren't. We have places for you. You have a place. You have a purpose in this body. And not only that, but that place and that purpose is so important. Don't cheat yourself. Don't rob yourself of experiencing the blessing of being involved. Don't rob yourself. Don't don't rob the church of, of your giftings, of your passions, of your talents. You walked in here, maybe, man, you're paralyzed right now because you're thinking, I'm not really sure what I'd do. I'm not really sure where I'd go. Like, I'm gonna be over here in the middle because there's like three or four different ones that I'm kind of overseeing right now, but that'll change If you're like, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm, what I'm called to do. I don't know my place. I, I, I really just, none of those things actually like looked good to me, sounded good to me. Like, I hope that I covered pretty good spectrum of things. <laughs> but maybe you're like, there's still just something I'm just really not sure about. And I'd love to have that conversation to kind of figure it out, kind of pull that out of you to, to, to sit there and say, okay, where do you belong? We want you to belong. We want you to have that purpose. We want you to use what it is that God has gifted you with for his glory, to build his kingdom. Again, this isn't just about Emmanuel. This is about his kingdom. It's about us building his kingdom. Building God's kingdom is not about us just sitting in a chair. Building God's kingdom actually takes work. It's the best work you'll ever do. So what is it God is calling you and created you for? Will you experience what it means to be part of the body of Christ?